Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, Key J. Max, which NFL contender you trust the most and which you trust the least of the contenders. Mm. Don't, don't call in with the Detroit Lions. I'm talking about with, of contenders. can also weigh in at 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. All right. Jay Key, good morning. Good morning. What up? Yes, what up? Good morning, man. Great blue skies behind you guys. Let me tell you something. The, the best part about living in LA is like February and it's 74 degrees that day. And you know, everyone is suffering on the East Coast. And you send your, your friend a picture of you smiling at the beach and you know there's a blizzard. But it's like there's something about life like that. Like, key, it, it's more enjoyable. Like, your own pleasure is more enjoyable when you know someone else is suffering somehow. Yes, that's why I sent Jay a picture of the sky and a big pretty palm tree circled it, nice and high light. <laughs> just want him to, to just want him to know that right, you could be in the month of December Oof. here. I mean, a month of November here, right before Thanksgiving, and it's 83 degrees, and you're sitting watching a football game on television outdoors i mean it's just amazing i love that it was a, it was a it was a big ass palm tree too and then he had to put the the big yellow circle mark around the palm tree just to make sure that you notice look palm tree yes palm tree here not indigenous to the east coast <laughs> <laughs> the, the uh. so so kansas city's defense held um dak prescott to 216 yards pass yeah. and no touchdowns mm, mm, mm. and forced two interceptions mm. and the Chiefs won 19-9 that's not like a when you think of a Chiefs style win it's not the type of game you think of but the defense showed up listen to Dak on the offense sucks but I tell you we're a confident group and uh, the defense did plenty enough for us to, to for us to come and win this game and so um, the offense did, didn't get the job done that starts with me and it starts with the way that we communicated and executed so um, I've got a lot of uh, confidence in this group and as I said we're a resilient group that will get better so there's no worries or no um, discouragement on, on what our future holds so uh, as I said we just got to learn from this and make sure that um, we take advantage of an opportunity on the road against a great team like this the next time. You know, Key, like, one of the things is, like, all right, Dak with his weapons and everything, going, I know you're, uh, arrow, you know, arrowhead, whatever, but against the Chiefs' defense, you're thinking, you're thinking they're going to they're gonna put up some points, no? Well, one, one there was there's all sorts of circumstances in this situation, right? Uh, Michael Gallup is back in the lineup. CeeDee Lamb's out early in the game due to head injury. Amari Cooper didn't travel or play with the team. Ezekiel Elliott was banged up, so he missed time during the game. So when you start to really break things down and you start to look at it from an offensive standpoint, those weapons that you mentioned were not there for four quarters for him. Uh, And they just could not get going. But you have to tip your hats off to the Chiefs because, you know, they play more of a zone-style 
more so than the man to man that they've been playing the first several several games of the season, they got into more of a zone type defense, and so therefore it allowed them to do what they do best, which is with just keep everything in front of them, not let people get behind them. If you think about it, the first seven games, they were giving up 29 points a game. The last four, they've given up slightly more than 11, a little bit low than 12. You know, you look at their yards per game. They cut that in almost, you know, to 100 yards. They've given up 400 yards in the first seven games to only 300 yards in the last four games. So, you know, the takeaways, the sacks, all of the different things that the Chiefs made adjustments in is paying off for them on the defensive side of the ball, and let's call it the second half of the season. Right, but how but how concerned are you with the Cowboys? Not at all. Not at all, Max. Concerned about what? I mean, like, they, they're still in contention to get the first round by, although the Arizona Cardinals are certainly showing us that they're for real with or without uh, uh, Kyler Murray in the lineup and DeAndre Hopkins. They just continue to keep winning and piling up Ws, but – the Cowboys are right there. I'm not worried about them at all. This was going to go either way, right? It was either going to be a Kansas City victory or a Dallas Cowboy victory. And, and like I said before, Jay, whoever wins this game doesn't mean that they're – I mean, loses this game doesn't mean that they can't go to the Super Bowl. See, guy, watching the game the other day, I, I got worried a little bit about the Cowboys' offensive line considering that Dak was sacked five times and he was pressured numerous times. And every time I looked up, it was like a Kansas City defender in the backfield – but I, I do think some of that will be at ease when Tyron Smith comes back, right? He's been out for this is third consecutive game now. I think his presence on the O-line and outside really helps them. So, I, look, tough game at Arrowhead. Key, we talked about this leading into this game. I think we found out a lot more about the Chiefs and the upside of the Chiefs, more so than what I worried about with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will be okay. I think, once again, health for the Cowboys will be the biggest thing. I think the Tyron Smith point is a really good one. I mean, I know everyone talks about Zach Martin. He's the star of the offensive line and everything. But the fact of the matter is, if, he could, if you could put that guy at left tackle, you would, right? Like, yes. So the fact that Smith is playing left tackle tells you that he's at least in the conversation for their most important lineman, if not the most important. And when you're missing that, that's a big deal. The yeah, reason those even, guys get paid. I even, and I didn't even bring that up. Yeah. I mean, you look at the last couple games that, that they struggled in, it's because the left tackle spot. They've taken advantage of that spot. That's why he's the big money guy on the offensive line. And that's why it's important to get him in there. But when you you know you're facing a lot of injuries, they're going to have to eventually address that address that position for the future because I don't know how much longer Smith has. All right, let's let's get some calls on this uh, on the Dr Pepper call in line. Which NFL contender do you trust most, contender, and which do you trust least, Chris, in North Carolina? Yeah, Jay Will, Keyshawn, and look, it's the Cowboys. I just trust them. Yesterday, it was prime example. Is everybody seen they, they got away from what brought them there, what we've seen running the ball, uh, imposing their will. I think they just tried to go out there and be cute with Kansas City, understand the left tackle situation, understand they were missing key components. But if you impose your will first, play your style, you make them change for you. You don't change for them. And I think that's what they did. All right. Well, I would say it's very – I would say, you know, the Cowboys, you know, everybody wants them to run the ball because they do got two dynamic running backs in Zeke and Pollard. But you you try and take advantage of the weakness of the defense, and the weakness of the defense has been the secondary 
of the Kansas City Chiefs most of the season. And you look for opportunities in the passing game because you had a better receiving core than they do secondary. Um, but it just didn't pay off that way. And, and yesterday, I wouldn't – you know, yesterday was just it's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's, you know, it's, it's the, the leader in the AFC as far as teams go. The Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, and that's who you went up against at home, and you happen to lose a close one. Mitchell in Dallas, you're on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Who do you trust the most? Who do you trust the least? I, it, hey, I just want to say thank you. I was taking my call this morning. I, I listen every morning. I appreciate it. But the team I trust the most, the Kansas City Chiefs. In the end, they had Patrick Mahomes. He was throwing some interceptions, but that was mainly going off wide receivers' hands. And the team I trust the least, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. And when you really look at it, they haven't played anybody. I mean, the teams that they beat, they haven't beat anybody. Look at the quarterback. They beat Sam Darnold. They beat all these quarterbacks that you wouldn't even want on Madden. So if you really look at it, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Because in the end, the Cowboys are going to do a Cowboy thing, start catching COVID, start losing games that they should win, win games that they should win. It's the Cowboys, man. And I'm from Dallas, so I just want to say that. I, I got to tell you, I don't know about that. I mean, I know the loss to the Broncos was tough because I was at home. But, I mean, they did win in Foxborough. And l- look what the Pats are doing. I mean, that's legit. They started off the season barely losing to the Bucks. Then they beat the Chargers. They beat the Eagles, which is a win that looks better now. They beat the Panthers, the Giants. They beat the Patriots on the road. That's, that win's looking better. They beat the Vikings. I don't know. I see some quarterbacks in here, including Justin Herbert. Um they, they, they got shellacked by the Broncos, but then they destroyed the Falcons. I, I don't know. They have the key. They seem to have some quality wins in there. Yeah, they're, they're, look, they're a good football team, okay? The Dallas Cowboys are a good football team, and, and they're going to probably win their division, and they'll have an opportunity to get the first round by still because, you know, right now they're, they're, they're chasing the, the Cardinals, and I think they play Arizona later in this, this season, so they'll get a head-to-head there. Um. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not worried about them now. If they start compiling these losses next week and the week at now, you know they lead, They lose this week on Thanksgiving. Now you start saying, "Well, what the hell?" Yeah, I don't know. Short week and da da da. Look, you can make the same case for Kansas City with the exception of their last win against the Cowboys. Even understanding the history of Kansas City, but I mean, win versus the Browns. I mean, the Eagles, the Washington Football Team, the Giants, the Packers minus. Aaron Rodgers, that was Jordan Love's game. The Raiders, the Raiders have been raidering it lately. Uh, and then the Cowboys. I mean, it, it's almost the same thing. You just recognize the upside, the ceiling for Look, the Chiefs. I think the Cowboys are a good team. The question is, who's smoking mirrors and who's actually good? It seems to me the Cowboys, Cowboys are, are actually good. By the way, in a division where, oh, could the Eagles maybe be good? We'll see. But they're the one that you know is good. Whether one NFL head coach will survive the entire season. That's next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. First of all, the whole Thanksgiving Day slate. Can we start switching up these teams? These sorry Lions games. Well, you don't these? want to see the Lions beat the Bears? Come on. Guys, I'm, I'm Usually you're lucky to get one good game on Thanksgiving. Those should be an awesome day of football. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2 presented by Progressive Insurance. All phone guests on the Goodyear hotline. Dan Orlovsky's not a phone guest. He's right here in studio, ESPN football analyst. Joins us giving straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. It was a good morning to you. Just tried to bash the Lions when I sat down. We let's respect the Lions. Let's just Why? respect the historicity of the NFL. <laughs> the historicity, you know? right? I just wanted to get a big word in. Ah, the great follow-up question: Why? <laughs> Why do we want to respect the I Lions? Mean, I mean, just every every uh, key. Let me bring you in on uh, on this. Like, shouldn't they switch it up on Thanksgiving, man? Do I have to watch the Lions and the Bears no matter? Like, usually it's they're not good. a fair point. Yeah, but most a lot of people other than Lion fans tune in. Most people don't. At that point in time, you, you, you're you cooking, mm. getting ready for Thanksgiving. So you're not even really paying attention to the Lions. Oh, that's even what Key just the, said. The is marquee game is the Cowboy game. That's the marquee yeah. game. Yeah, but by the way, a lot of seasons, none of those teams are any good. I'm like, oh, yeah, Hopefully come they on. show up on like they did yesterday. They should flex yeah. the Thanksgiving game. That's all I'm saying. Flex them. All right. Uh, Bears fan, fans chanted fire Nagy yesterday as Chicago was losing to Baltimore. And w- that's without Lamar Jackson, of course. Uh, we were joined by ESPN Chicago's David Kaplan earlier, Dan, who talked about whether or not the Bears – should try to hire Ryan Day as their coach. I want you to listen and react to this. 100% all in. How much is it going to cost? I'm sure he's making, last I looked, I thought it was around $7 million. Uh, This is the Chicago Bears, Jay. They're worth 
north of $4 billion if they were going to go on the market. North of $4 billion. There is no amount. If you determine that's the guy, go get him. He coached Justin. He knows how to be a head coach. He's been an assistant in the NFL as a quarterback's coach with two different franchises. And all, by all accounts, people I know who know him, hell of a good dude. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I agree with Cap. I just don't think it's going to happen. You know, I, I, I've calling college football games. You have the opportunity to sit down and talk with one of these with the, with these coaches that you do. Ryan Day is one of the coaches. If you ask me, who's been the most impressive coach that you've talked to over the last four years? He is right at the very top of that list. In, in a short grouping of three or four guys, he's just incredibly impressive. I just don't think it's going to happen. Mel Tucker just signed for ninety five million dollars, nine and a half a year. And he put it all over Ryan Day, Michigan State. So if the Bears come and say, hey, we want to hire you and we'll give you $12 million, Ohio State's going to go, yeah, we'll give you 13 You know, I just – Ohio State, I understand the value of the Bears. They got a couple dollars to spend as well. So while I agree and it's brilliant to think that way, I just don't think Ohio State would let Ryan Day leave. And I don't know how much Ryan Day wants to leave Ohio State. Like that is a – it is a premier job in all of sports, let alone college compared to the NFL. Um, I would throw Dan Mullen's name into that conversation as well. You know, if, if, first of all, I told everybody week one what the Bears should do with Matt Nagy. Um, that is as, as bad a loss as you can have. Uh, that is a, um, as, as bad a loss as Matt Nagy's had in his career. Uh, and I think Dan Mullen, because of his history with quarterbacks, is, is somebody that his name will be attached to that. But, oh, no. Um, yeah, it will be. Oh, no, I'm really? saying no. History with quarterbacks. Like, like no, Dan, no. Not that guy. Uh-uh, you can't go hire a dude that just got fired because he – no, you can't do that. Here's what they should do. Wait for Jim Harbaugh to finally decide that he wants out of Michigan and go and pursue him. He knows the culture of the Bears. That Justin Field has a similar uh, a, a similar athletic set to Kaepernick. He coached that type of style before, and he understands the pros. That's what they should do. Now, whether he beats Ohio State or not, you convince him that college football isn't for him, bring him back to the NFL, and get four or five years out of him. That's what they should do. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. No Dan Mullen. I don't hate that at all. Uh, I don't. I just don't. Again, I think Harbaugh very much so loves being at Michigan. I've had the opportunity to sit down and talk with him. You can feel that when he talks about Michigan. So I, I don't hate that idea, Key, but we, Dan Mullen has, you know, stewarded over Alex Smith and Dak Prescott at no. Michigan. Why does that State? hurt you so much, yeah, Key? I don't understand. You look, you look in pain. The guy no, develops quarterbacks well. It, 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 what Dan is saying, quarterbacks – he says, Urban, he says, Alex Smith way back at Utah. Okay, so Alex Smith got better at the pros. He was good at Utah, but he became a pro. I'm just in Dak Prescott. Number one pick. Was a, Dak Prescott was a fourth-round selection that everybody passed on except the Cowboys, and look what he's turned into based on him being a pro. Then I look at – I just don't – no, no, don't do that to well, me. He, I understand the college stuff. He's been good at the college game. But you know the pro game is way different, Dan. Well, Keith, you can't take that college scheme and bring it into the pros and think it's going to work. Well, How's Keith, it working Cliff in Arizona? Keith, yeah, I was going to say Cliff. Yeah, Cliff finally, to a degree. Got fired by right? Texas, right? Yeah, I mean, he's coach of the, he's coach of the year he's right now. Nine and two guy. 
I mean, yeah, it, they, they, they really Colts. shocked a lot of people at 9-2 yeah. right about now. And I just don't think the college game is all that different than the NFL game nowadays. I, I, like, I know everyone's pointing to Dan Mullen's season this year in Florida and going, what a disaster. I mean, they've, they've gone to three straight years of big-time bowl games in the SEC. So I'm just saying his name is going to be attached to that because of his prior history with quarterbacks and because of the skill set that Justin Fields has. I have said this. Justin Fields is the most important draft pick in the history of the Chicago Bears. The second most important pick will be who they select as the next head coach. Mm. I don't hate the hardball. After what you saw the Chiefs' defense due to the Cowboys, where are you on the Cowboys right now, Dan? Uh, I thought the Cowboys, one, looked like wannabes compared to playing against champions, playing against guys who have proven it. Number two, they played scared. They coached scared. Number three, the moment was too big for them. Everybody, the moment, the environment, the team they were playing against was too big. I still believe the Cowboys are a really good team. We do have to put into context five starters, essentially, were out for this football game. Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, Tyron Smith, Amari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb goes out at halftime. So, you know, five starters being out. I I thought Steve Spagnuolo, defensive coordinator, absolutely whooped Kellen Moore. Kellen's my boy. I love him. He's brilliant. Spagnuolo absolutely whooped him. Chris Jones was by far the best player on the field. Dak Prescott played very average football. I thought Dak Prescott had one of his worst games when it comes to, like, handling, again, handling the moment. I thought he had one of his worst games, both communication-wise, um, the ability to handle the defensive line. Like, at some point, as a quarterback, you go, the defensive line is whooping my offensive line. Gary Kubiak used to always say this to us. It's incumbent upon the quarterback to know how your offensive line is playing and you making sure that the defensive line does not dominate the football game. If that's happening, and Dak never did that. And he was average. And if we're going to sit here and praise him when he plays so well, as we should, we should be allowed to be critical of him when he doesn't play well. And he played really poorly again. That's the second time in three weeks. What's it say about the Chiefs that they found a way to win ugly their defense, continuing to progress in the right direction? Yeah, the Chiefs' defense is uh, it's been a lot better over this past month. Again, I think their philosophy changed once Amari went out of the game. Once Amari and Tyron Smith go out of the game, that's a big, big deal. And the, what the Chiefs did was, on early downs, they ran blitz pressures. You, so we often say, oh, when you blitz people, it's for the pass situation. No, they blitzed for, to stop the run, for Dallas's run. And they just said, we don't, we don't fear your guys on the outside today. We're not scared of them. We're going to play man coverage. We're not scared of your receivers. We're not scared of the quarterback right now. We're going to force you to throw the football. And they played. And they played really well. Those corners that you know, have, have struggled so far this year, certainly in the first six or seven weeks of the season, played a lot better. I would say this, Jay. Um, I thought the effort by the Kansas City Chiefs was the effort of a champion. And I thought the effort of the Cowboys was the effort of a wannabe. That's just, just – the tape is what the tape is. There's a play. I put it on social last night. We're going to do it on Get Up today. Tyron Matthew kind of talked about it as well. It's the interception. You know, the Kelsey off his hands – Curse picks it off. The fourth receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, Byron Pringle, is behind a Cowboys player as Curse is running. He's behind a Cowboys player. And all you see is this dude run with effort, 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 and chase him down. And I don't think if he makes, if he doesn't make that tackle, I think Curse scores. For some reason, the Cowboys don't make the block. The Cowboys player doesn't get in front of Pringle. Or no one else peels off. And, and it, it, to me, that kind of... It showed the image of the football game. I thought the Chiefs said, nope, this is our house. 
we're champions. You guys want to be us, and we're just going to prove it to you by the effort that we play with. Are the Bills a wannabe team as well? Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned with the Bills, Jay, and that's a team that I've had a ton of faith in. I, because Two things why. Um, I think that we're at a time in the NFL right now where physicality does matter. Two, three years ago, I did not believe that. Physicality does matter. And, and this is a team that can get out-physicaled by the Indianapolis Colts. So I told everybody six weeks ago they're going to get in the dance, okay? They got out-physicaled. The second thing, and this is the most alarming thing for me, you don't have to make them one-dimensional. They'll do it themselves. You know, like they willingly will play one-dimensional football. And I love their offense, and I love Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator, but there's too many games this year where they're going, we're not even going to try to run the football. We're not going to try to. And what, what happens, Jay, is when you do that, defenses, okay, are, we don't have to respect anything you do but throwing the football. Defensive linemen don't have to respect any type of play fake. They don't have to respect any type of where's the quarterback going to be other than, all right, he's going to be right behind the center, six yards. As long as we keep him there, we know he's going to be there. There's no movement. There's no uh, forcing a defense, a second level of a defense. The linebackers, be, oh, where's the football? You know, where, where's the ball? We don't know. You, you make yourself one-dimensional. And so if you're going to be non-physical and one-dimensional, yeah, I, like, and I love them. But that, that, that is concerning to me, yes. Bills seem to have it all. They better get it together. Better get it together. Uh, the Patriots are coming. The Colts are yeah, coming. Man. The Chiefs are coming. ESPN football analyst Dan Orlovsky, busy man on a Monday. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate, Appreciate it. you guys. Our deal. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Time for Key Observations brought to you by Geico. Go to geico.com today. Go ahead, Key. Number one. Well, we're going to start at one. Ravens have no quitting them, clearly. <laughs> Tyler Huntley, the quarterback out of Utah, is doing magical things for the Baltimore Ravens despite not having Lamar Jackson in there. They're sitting right now pretty good at the top of the AFC record-wise. And when they get Lamar back healthy and ready to go, hopefully the running game will continue for them. But airing it out, guys made big plays all over the field for the Baltimore Ravens yesterday, including the defense. They put a stop to it in the end, beating the Chicago Bears and Matt Jason Williams Nagy. <laughs> Number two. Tennessee Titans. Titans aren't going anywhere at all without having Derrick Henry in the lineup. And I know a lot of people think that, oh, I don't like the Tennessee Titans because I said that they were a fake eight and two. Well, so far after I said that they are proving me right, dropping one to the Houston Texans and Tyrod Taylor when you're supposed to be the cream of the crop. Not a chance. Mm. Not a chance. Number three. Number three, Jalen Hurts is just continuing to prove people wrong. People kept talking about Jalen Hurts. Oh, well, Philadelphia Eagles have three picks. They might use one on a quarterback. They may go out and get another guy. And all this guy keeps doing is answering the bell against a good defense and the New Orleans Saints, taking care of business, three touchdowns on the ground, just dominating fashion for the Philadelphia Eagles. People like Pat Costello should be proud to have Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. Number four. Speaking of the Saints, sitting at number four on my uh, observations, had they signed Cam Newton when Jameis Winston got hurt, instead of being 0-3 since Jameis went out, they might be 3-0. Why would you let this guy get away within your division Carolina didn't win yesterday, but he had a pretty good game. 
I would say, only in his second week back in the National Football League after being released from the New England Patriots earlier this summer. Cam Newton was a match made in heaven for the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton. But Sean Payton, he knows it all. He knows everything. He's smarter than anybody. And when you're smarter than anybody, hmm, sometimes you're not smarter than anybody. Number five. Number five. Hate to do this to you, Coach Carroll, but Coach Pete Carroll, man, the days are behind you in the National Football League. It's clear. There's a lot of evidence pointing to it may be time in Seattle to just ride off into the sunset, enjoy the beach in Malibu or Florida or whatever destination you choose. But it's not going well for you in Seattle. You drop one to Colt McCoy in the Arizona court. Think about this. Colt McCoy in the Arizona Cardinals walked into your building with the 12th man, and now they have you rethinking your coaching style and if you belong. I do, do me a favor and just make the decision at the end of the year, go into retirement. Wow. Then they'll be peatless in Seattle. Mm. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Key observations brought to you by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Jay, what did Key miss? I just had one just because, you know, today was a tough day for me with the Bills and the Titans and the Bears, obviously. And we'll see tonight about the Giants, which I'm not – we're finally full strength, but we can talk about that later. The Bengals from 2019 to 2020 won a combined six games. Six games. If they win this Sunday coming up against the Steelers, they would have won seven games already and contend for a playoff spot. I don't know what's going on with the Raiders. I know they're raidering it, but them going in to Allegiant Stadium and getting a big win like they did yesterday with the way Joe Burrow played, I think speaks volumes about finding that quarterback, finding that team. And I know a lot of people wrote them off, but once again, for a young quarterback and a young team, that was a hell of a victory. Just want to give them their I kudos. hear you. By the way, you know, I, I want to go back to Key's third observation. I think it was the third observation on Jalen Hurts. Key, they now that they're committed to the run, it seems like to me with the Eagles and his ah, – his Committed his, to the run. His pocket awareness is improving Jalen Hurts. Like, you know, it, I think the people who were questioning Hurts had legitimate questions. I still don't know that he's an established quarterback. But oh, he is, God. He is trending in the right direction because – because the Eagles are trending in the right direction. He can obviously do things. But I think it's legitimate to say last year he flashed at times. He and this four year, games, Max, yeah, yeah. at and the th- end of a season. Yeah, and this yeah, th- that's right. But it's fair to have questions about a guy and say, I don't know if this guy's a slam dunk. But this year he's gotten better and better. His pocket awareness is better and better. The Eagles have gotten better. He presents a lot of problems for defenses. He's playing very well recently. No, no doubt yeah, about I, it. I just, it, for me, you can make an evaluation on Joe Burrow because he played 10 games last year, whatever the number was, in however many is this year. But we can't make an evaluation on Jalen Hurts yet. That, yeah, that's that just drives right. me crazy. That drives me crazy, though. <laughs> no, wait but, a minute. But, but, are you saying crazy. we can or we can't make an evaluation can't, on Hurts? Can't. Can't. Let me, let me add to your point. Can't. Max, you made the point they prioritize running, right? Yep. Jordan Howard, yep. game against Denver, almost rushed for 100 yards. Miles Sanders, almost rushed for 100 yards, 16 carries. That's what we were talking about at the beginning of the year, how one-dimensional no they doubt. were. No doubt. They, they weren't were doing going no to favors. the run game, and that's head coaching on Nick Sirianni. 
But I'm saying when a coach doesn't do a quarterback favors, that doesn't mean the quarterback's good. It just means he might not be bad. He might be good. Let's see what happens when they start to hook him up a little bit. When the style of play started to favor um, a, a winning situation, Hurts has been winning. He's been playing well. I'm giving him his flowers. He is, I think that Jalen Hurts to me is like, I'm in. But I do think, Key, when you're like a lot of people were saying X, Y, and Z, I think they had legitimate questions about him because that offense, the whole offense looked a mess early in this season. Yeah, but you can't, you can't look at a new head coach, a young head coach, a young quarterback, and just all of a sudden make an observation as he can't play in the league, he's a backup, they got three number one picks. Yes, if they're yeah, going to get Aaron Rodgers, duh. If they're going to get a clean Deshaun Jackson, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, duh. Yeah. I mean, that's easy to see. That's not that's not hard, right? But you you look at it from the perspective that I look at it from and say, I got three ones. I'm getting ready to do some stuff with those and build around him. Yeah. His numbers are never going to be eye popping. He's not going to be a 400 yard passer dropping back 45 times for 400. That's just not what they want to do with him. But bringing him along slowly and winning football games and doing it the way that he can do it, as long as you get the W's in the W column, oh well. I agree. I think the difference, I think what I'm, I know what I'm saying is I agree with you. People who are like writing him off, that's wrong. You couldn't do that. And partly it's because I thought the whole offense was such a mess you couldn't even evaluate him. What I'm saying is, like, let's not make it sound like people who had questions about him didn't have legitimate questions. Of course, there are questions about a young quarterback. And now we see, as they run the ball more, as his pocket awareness improves in his second season, and he didn't play a whole season last year, we see he is trending in the right direction. At this point, I could say, I'm in on Jalen Hurts. Like, we've now seen enough to say, to start saying, are you in or out? Are I'm you in. in on Daniel Jones? As a solid quarterback, I think Daniel Jones is an NFL quarterback. Do I want him as my starting quarterback? I'd like to do a little better. You see that deep breath he took, Key? Yeah, because I can't. But, but put it this way. Is Daniel Jones an NFL starter? Yep, he's an NFL starter. He's better than some starters. But would I like, as a Giants fan, to have a better quarterback than Daniel Jones? I would. I'd like a great quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback, and I'd like one. Uh, you know. So you're still in agreement that they should have taken Justin Fields? That's what I was arguing for before the draft. Everyone told me I was crazy. You're crazy. See? See? Mm. Can Justin Fields be a great quarterback, Key? That's what I want to know. Yeah, he can. That's, but you're still that's crazy. They that's had a quarterback already that was young. <laughs> Man, do you hear the Parcells in him? It's like you can, it's like if you have a you can win with that guy. You, he has to play solid and sound football. He got a cut down on the turnovers. He relax, you can win with this guy. Jay, you got something to say? I got nothing to say. All right. We want to hear from Bears fans. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. Who would you rather have as your head coach? Ryan Day or Dan Mullen?
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. You can tune in to the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters, presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. We asked Bears fans to call in, tell us who they want as their next head coach, Ryan Day. Or Dan Mullen. I have an idea which way this may go. Before we hear from the callers, though, Key, you had a, an interesting idea for the Bears head coach I think would, would perk people's ears up. Yeah, no no question about it. But uh, real quick before we move on to that, we let, we let Dan off the hook. I just want y'all to remember that. Right. Next time we get a chance to, and I'm talking about Dan Olowski, we mm-hmm. let him off the hook. We, we let him off the hook because he – Killed Dak Prescott, and I was sitting here thinking about it, but Josh Allen got smoked by the Colts, and he tried to kill Dak having five of his best players off, but we ran out of time, so I didn't get a chance to get him, but I'm going to get him. I'm going to let him know. he, he got, You better get off that Josh Allen train. As far as coaches go for the Chicago Bears, I like Jim Harbaugh there. I just – it fits. He's been in the pros. He understands the pro game. The, the it, You know – he took a team to the Super Bowl with Kaepernick. Justin Fields' skill set is a lot like Colin Kaepernick's skill set. 
I think he would he would embrace being in Chicago, and it won't be weird when you bring in college coaches in. Even though Day's been in, in the pros as an assistant, he hasn't been a head coach in the pros. A little bit different. He can pick up the phone and call. I'm sure he can pick up the phone and call Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer will certainly give him whatever little bit of advice he needs as a pro coach, as a head coach. But I, I, I certainly like Harbaugh in this position for Chicago if it opens up. I, I, Harbaugh seems interesting. I, I, the Ryan Day one, because of the relationship between him and Justin Fields, I can understand that. But if I'm McCaskey or if I'm Phillips of the Bears, like I'm going after guys like Eric Bieniemy. I'm going after guys like Kellen Moore. I'm going after guys like Brian Dable, Key. I'm going to uh, guys who are established offensively for a while and how talented they are, who work with incredible quarterbacks. I'm going after those caliber of individuals. I, yeah, I, but I don't know that the people in Chicago, as, as Kaplan was on with us from Chicago 1000 a, a little while ago, talked about bringing in qualified head coaches opposed to hot names. Hot names is cool, but it's a little bit different when you have people out there who's had success as a head coach that can get the job done opposed to a hot candidate. They just went through the hot coaching name in Matt Nagy. They've gone through former non-head coaches. Uh, When you think about uh, Mark Tressman, when they had him as their coach, he was a a hot name, a, a genius of a wizard offensive in the office still look the same. Mm. But when you go through guys like that, it takes a minute, opposed to a head coach that kind of has a blueprint already in place. It won't take that long to get up to speed and get rolling. You know what, though, Keith? Sometimes I'm curious to, to hear how you, how you come down on this one. So I hear what you, you kind of have an allergy to the hot young name. It's not that that guy can never pan out. Sometimes he does pan out. Yeah. But more yeah. often than it's hard to find a great Sean, coach. Sean McVay, Sean McVay was out. replacing Jeff Fisher, yep. who was a longtime head coach. But the thing that Sean McVay did is he employed Wade Phillips, a former head coach at multiple stops, yeah, with- to kind of be his defensive coordinator to bring him along to become a head coach. But here's my question. So just like that, a hot head coach for me a lot of times doesn't work out. I mean, it's just hard to find a great coach, period. What about this? It, like, if you default to or if you fall back to, you know what, let me just get a tried-and-true head coach somewhere. A lot of times that doesn't work. I mean, it, it, but I guess there's less downside to that, right? What you're saying is if you get a guy who knows how to head coach, you're only going to be but so bad because he'll know what to do. Is that the idea? Or maybe you go and you try to poach a dude like Pete Carroll, who his time is running out in Seattle, but maybe he still has three, four good years left in him, and you bring him to Chicago and get him out of Seattle. Maybe that's a a way to go. Uh, Maybe you go and you poach a guy like Sean Payton, and you say, I tell you what, we're willing to give you a first-round pick to get your head coach out of New Orleans. That's a way to go. All right, Derek in Brooklyn, who should be the next Bears head coach? Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing today? What up, man? All right, listen, I'm going to ask you a question, but I want to say this. It it starts at the top with the Bears as far as Ted Phillips and McCaskey. I'm originally from Chicago. I've been living in New York for over 30 years, but I'm from Chicago, and I've never jumped ship. I've supported this team through thick and thin, and I'm just getting tired 
They don't have football minds making decisions in Chicago. So no matter how long you stay on on this show and talk about the coaches that the Bears could get, the football minds that's in charge in Chicago, they need to change. Ted Phillips is not a football mind. He's a businessman. You have to make the changes at the top. Once George McCaskey realizes that and get a real football president in the organization, that's where things will work out. And I want to say one more last thing. Joe Brady from the Panthers would be a good candidate. The dude in Patriots would be a great guy to bring in here. But you got to have the football minds to, at the top to make these decisions. That's and I'm going to say one more last thing. The Bears could have won <laughs> that game yesterday. Thing. If Goodson would have just stopped at the one-yard line instead of running in for the touchdown, they could have killed the clock and then ran the ball in or something to that effect or even kicked the field goal, and we wouldn't be having this conversation today. Thanks a lot, guys. Love you. Take it easy. All right, Derek in Brooklyn. Derek, he said he's from Chicago, but Key, from that accent, he'd been in Brooklyn for a hot minute. That sounds like Brooklyn to me, not Chicago. But, but Key, what do you think of the Joe Brady of the Joe Brady idea? You know how I am, man. It's a hot name, hot, man. Hot I, name. I just I, – I don't know. I ain't with the hot name, man. It's better candidates than the hot names. You like Joe Brady? I mean, I, I kind of agree with this point, though. On, a, on the uh, football minds on at the, the top. The, well, Key and I have talked about this before. Like, you need basketball people or football people who have that experience about what it takes. You have to know and have a feel for the game in conjunction fish with rots, the business Fish rots from the head down, but it can be good from the head down, too. You want to start with a good fish head. Will the Giants be able to beat the Bucs on Monday Night Football next? ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.